morning. Good morning. I want to welcome you to First Baptist Andy Springs. It's the season to be jolly. It's also the season to worship our Lord. And that's what we're here to do today. Ms. Sherry Washington will be singing for us a little bit later on. There are a couple of changes I want to let, let you know about. Uh, the first carol, and it's not going to be the first Noel, but it's going to be birthday of the king. Um, I wanted us to have a, uh, a time where we could sing most of the Christmas carol, most of the Christmas carol song. And so this Sunday, that's what I chose this Sunday to do. So hopefully you will uh, enjoy and that you will participate as we sing together today. Thank you. 
on every Christmas song ever written. <laughs> and isn't that perfect to be able to do this? is about the only time of year you can get away with that. And probably would do it again. It's just wonderful to be able to sing Christmas music. Jeannie and I listened to Pandora all the way to Mississippi and all the way back last week and heard Perry Como and Bing Crosby sing songs that I just love so much. We missed being here last week. We hear you had a wonderful time and there was some great music last Sunday morning and great devotion as well. We went to Mississippi for a funeral of a dear friend. Cindy was 64 years young. I did not have to speak at her funeral and I got to sit there with my wife and that doesn't happen very often to be able to sit at a funeral and be able to sit with my wife. That doesn't happen much. And we were in a Methodist church and had a, had two aisles and a center section and a left and a right section. We were over that way in the far section about two-thirds of the way back. And the family, of course, was in the middle section on the front row and then there was the podium. And so from my perspective, I got to see as I watched whoever was speaking, the husband sitting there. Marty was right between me and the podium. And from my vantage point, I, I couldn't help but watch him and pray for him as the service went on. I watched him as we stood and sat and stood and sat and sang songs of celebration. I watched him as he watched his two sons Sam and Taylor go to the platform and read scripture, one lesson from the Old Testament, one from the New. And I watched Marty as he listened to his grown sons. I watched him as I heard the pastor eulogize his wife of 39 years. The church was decorated for Christmas. Not as lovely as this one, but it was decorated for Christmas. And driving home back to Georgia from Mississippi, and preparing for today, I thought about Marty and my vantage point, what I saw. His life has changed forever. That's an understatement, probably. His life has changed forever. And today, the Sunday of Advent, the candles that we light, hope, love, joy, today, peace, I thought about peace, and a couple of questions came to mind. Is it for everyone? And is everyone at peace? Is everyone at peace? We're going to talk about that today before we go further. Let's pray. Lord, we all have our vantage points every day in our life. And do we see peace? Do we seek peace? And is the world at peace? Is it for everyone? Help us to look at your word today and to figure those, the answers to those questions. Help us to be people that experience your peace through your Son, Jesus Christ, and through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we sing Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm. You can stop there and think, is it? Is everything calm in my life or in this world? 
And I read this letter in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution online this week, and I thought about life and real life, our need for God, our need for peace. A woman in Texas living in a domestic violence shelter found this letter to Santa in her seven-year-old son's backpack. Dear Santa, we had to leave our house. Dad was mad. We had to do all the chores. Dad got everything he wanted. Mom said it was time to leave. She'd take us to a safer place where we don't have to be scared. I'm still nervous. I don't want to talk with the other kids. Are you going to come this Christmas? We don't have any of our stuff here. Can you bring some chapter books, a dictionary, and a compass, and a watch? I also want a very, very, very good dad. Can you do that too? Love, Blake. When I read that letter and thought about my friend Marty and thought about this world, this Christmas season, as in every season, there are people in this world that hurt. People that need peace. Back to the question. Is it for everyone and is everyone at peace? Well, let's start with this part of the Christmas story. We've looked at it before, even in this season, but the way it ends, we need to look. Luke 2, beginning at verse 8, the story of the shepherds. There were the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. There's the word, peace. Goodwill towards men. And so I want us to pay particular attention to verse 14. We read that from the New King James Version. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill towards men. That might be the way you know it. Or your version might have a few different words in that. Have you ever noticed that or heard that? Luke 2.14 and the New Revised Standard Version puts it this way. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Have you ever seen it that way? In the New Living Translation, very popular, you find it this way. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Ever seen that? A lot of you might have that in your Bible. The New International Version puts verse 14 this way. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So what's going on here? Why the difference? Before I explain it, let's answer one of the two questions I asked before. Is everyone at peace? And it's not hard to answer that question. No. Not everyone in this world is at peace. You watch the news likely or you read the paper. You know they're not at peace. Republicans and Democrats are not at peace. They're at war. Like Arabs and Israelis. 
Arabs and Arabians are fighting like Republicans and Democrats. Our, our world is not at peace. Not all of it. So who has peace this day? Remember our second question. Is it for everyone? Back to Luke 2.14. So he saw a different version that says goodwill towards men or with those with whom he favors or those with whom God is pleased or those on whom God's favor rests. Is it for everyone? Let me put it this way. Peace is for everyone who knows Jesus. And that's the key to the door of peace. And you know that, and I know that. And when we include Jesus and stay close to him, that peace is there. And when we wander off, we're in trouble. So that's who God favors. That's who he is pleased with. It's those who believe in him. Hebrews 11.6 puts it this way. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who seek him. So to please God, to have that peace, we have to believe in him. God is pleased when we believe. And then, when we believe, we have access to his peace. So Christmas doesn't bring peace to everyone. Only to those who are willing to believe. John 3.19 puts it this way. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. I threw that one in before Jeannie got it, so that's why it wasn't on the screen. But John 3.19 says that some people have chosen to love darkness rather than light. So they don't have peace. And you've noticed that, those that choose the darkness, everything ticks them off. Everything gets on their so many chose and still choose not to believe. John 1, 12, I do have this one put it this way. But to all who received him, believers, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God. And when we become his children, we receive his gifts. And peace is such a wonderful gift that we receive. It was only to his disciples that Jesus said these words, found in John 14. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be There are the two worlds. One offers true peace. The world doesn't offer it at all. And so the key, if you want peace, and here you are today hopefully seeking that, the key to having that peace in the difficult lives that we have is being connected and believing in God. But is that Because sometimes we can be up and down in our faith. Sometimes we can be all in and got it and it's all with us and we can feel him and other times so the people in, who enjoy peace are those spoken out in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So here's a challenge for you today. If you want it, here's how to get it. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, 
Let your request be made known to God. Pray. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. There's a military term in the original language. It's as if God is supposed to guard your heart. No matter what. And that's what we need. Hopefully that's what you want. And these are the connected that have that. These again have access to peace because of their belief. We can get sidetracked if we're not careful. We can get distracted and begin to worry and freak out and fret. That's why Philippians 4 that we just read is so important. We have to seek peace. We have to go after it. We have to connect to God. And there's a great truth found in Psalms 85 in the Old Testament that kind of ties this up. Verses 8, 9, and 10. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying. For he speaks peace to his faithful people. But let them not return to their foolish ways. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. So our land will be filled with his glory. Unfailing love and truth have met together and then this last line. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Here's a key here. Righteousness and peace have kissed. They are that close, closely connected. You will not have one without the other. Righteousness, seeking God, living a life that's trying to strive and please Him will bring you So as I was wrapping up my sermon, I called my friend Marty. That just a little over a week ago, I sat behind him and watched him. And I told him I was talking about peace today. Asked him about his peace just a week after burying his bride. Marty talked about their relationship of 41 years, marriage of 39. He talked about Thanksgiving Day. We're sitting in the hospital and she loved some kind of cake that you could get in Birmingham. And she wanted one of her sons to drive from Mississippi to Birmingham and back just a five-hour road to get that piece of cake. So the boys decided to make the cake. It took all day. They made the cake, and she had that Thanksgiving. And then the boys got her recipes and made what mom makes at Thanksgiving. You got family traditions, so she did her dressing, her green bean casserole the last meal Cindy had. So in the hospital there in Tupelo, they ate together. Cindy was regressive. The next day, she asked Marty if she was dying. Marty said, I, I, I don't know. They've gotten mixed news from the doctor. But he said, if you are, you're headed to the arms of Jesus. Do you feel them now? And she said yes, and that night she slipped into a coma. That was the last conversation they ever had. Marty told me he'll always cherish that moment. The last thing he said, you're headed to the arms of Jesus, do you feel them now? He said that she had peace, that he had it too, and so did the boys. And I asked if I could share this, he said yes. And I shared it because it's real. It is real life. It works. But we have to do our part. 
as you have guessed, Marty and Cindy are Christ followers. So this verse 14 takes on new meaning to me. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those who he favors. If you are a believer, he favors you. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, in a hurting world, we need peace. And we ask for forgiveness when perhaps we go and look in other places or when we don't look at you or we don't look at all and we wonder what's going on. Because life can be difficult. So today I pray for Marty and Taylor and Sam. I pray for Blake and his mother and the domestic violence shelter in Texas. And I pray for all of the others across this globe that need peace. I pray for those in this room that need it. All of us do. And Father, thank you that we know the truth that, yes, that peace is for us as we follow you and have the faith to believe we heard from your word today, without faith it's impossible to please you. So we have to approach you and believe that you exist, and then you'll reward us. So reward us. Be near us, Lord Jesus, we ask you to stay close by us for now. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. We will see you 530 on Christmas Eve. May God give you peace.